What's up, what's up, y'all? This is your host with the most, so have a toast, Lita Johnson. We are here to talk Villanova, baby. Villanova Radio. A lot of things going on, particularly Villanova basketball is hot in the trenches and recruiting like always, like they always are. So we will get to this on Follow Lita. Let's get right to it. Villanova, the big news yesterday. Now I will explain, you know, I love debating with other followers because you, you know everything. They don't know nothing. They like pillow talking. It's just the fun part. And then, you know, people, you know, some of them are like, oh, you're disrespectful. No, oh, you just got to watch how you talk to me. This is how it is, my man. Like, I don't, you don't even, like, they don't even know. It's not for me to know me on a personal level, but if you knew me more on a personal level, you wouldn't even talk to me like that. I'm a professional person at what I do, and I'm a serious person about me. This is what it is. Man, people got their talks. This is what it is. But this is Villanova Radio. Four foul leader, and let's talk Jace Carter. 16.7 rebounds. A guy from UIC that is Villanova's on. Just because they got Justin Moore don't mean that they're going to go away from these guys because these guys got more. T- Jace Carter, TJ Bomba, all have years of eligibility left. Um, Villanova's also going at another 2023 20, recruit. They're not through with 2023. They want to try their best. They've been trying. Uh, like I said, uh, Dwayne, um, shout out to Dwayne Wise of uh, Team Durant, telling me that Ike Cornish, who was a four-star his class, one of the best um, – Shooting guards in his class. Also, um, Gavin Walsh out of IMG, a 6'7", small forward that can shoot. It's also a guy. It would be great in Villanova. It's also a guy, Dwayne Wise tells me, is interested in Villanova. So, looking at the, the new guys, looking at the guys looking at, also Leighton Somerville, top seven schools, final seven, you know, schools. That's big right there. Again, just like Zayden High, just like uh, Deshaun Harris-Smith, just like El Marco Jackson. Villanova was in the final schools. You know how big that is for Neptune to do that, man? Like, y'all, people, but they're fans. You can't be too mad at what fans do. This is what fans' criteria is. Think off emotion. Think with their heart. They're not thinking with their heads. They never think with their heads. So this makes this even more better to look at. Let's talk Jace Carter. Welcome. Let's talk Jace Carter. Arkansas, Oregon, Tennessee, just a few schools. You also have Butler. You have Notre Dame that are after Jace Carter beside Nova. Now, if you look at it, Philadelphia, Philadelphia has a great chance to get Jace Carter. I mean, it's not – they're just as big as any program that they got on there. You know, Texas a and like I said. Michigan State is also involved. Like I said, Tennessee, Oregon, those two schools look at. Philanova has a great chance to get Jace Carter. Just, just based off the schools. Now, the relationship he builds with Neptune, who's a great recruiter, you should feel great about it. They're going after people. Right now, with Justin Moore and Armstrong will be the backcourt. That is not even a question. The question is who's going to play the three and the four. I know a lot of you guys saying Longino. And oh, what about Longino? What about... Um, 
um, you're looking at Trey Patterson if you want to look at some things. But what's going on right now is that Eric Dixon could be playing small power forward. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Also, the Justin Moore situation. But Jace Carter is the first name we're going to focus on right there. A guy that could definitely play two years left on his um, eligibility, three years. If you count the uh, extra eligibility they'll give him because of the COVID. It's big to have. That would be great to have Jace Carter there to spell Justin Moore and give him some, give him a break. You still have Brandon Housen. I mean, Carter can play point guard, some point guard. You know, Housen can rotate. You still got Chris Archer Jackano. Don't forget, Housen's going to be a beast. He's going to be a beast for Villanova for years to come. But you still need that veteran help. You do. You, if you're going to make a push, you're going to need it. You know, what happened last year with injuries getting involved, they're going to need some depth on their bench. Um, TJ Bamba. LSU, Oregon, Maryland, St. John's, Florida State, Kansas. And, you know, we're hearing like other blue bloods like Kentucky and them could also be looking at T.J. Bomber. So this is going to be more of a harder one to go through because it seems like more average 15.8 points a game has a couple of years also left. Um, Primo Spears is another big-time guy that Villanova was talking to. Gonzaga, um, Georgia Tech, Georgia, um, Kansas State, Gonzaga will probably be a hard team to, the hardest team out of that to really look at as far as popularity. But Gonzaga is another team at the Primo Spears, a go-getter on their court, another guy with years of eligibility left. So whether they get these guys or not, it's no flex on more. Yes, one more year, you could get a guy to come right in there next year and do it. I think, honestly, if Mark Armstrong starts, he's out of here after next year. Scouts have already been on Armstrong. Only reason Armstrong's not gone because he didn't get enough minutes to display his full talent. He's gone next year. Once he shows who he is, him and Moore will both be in the first round next year. If Moore stays healthy and beats Moore, there's no, he's a top 20 player in any draft. He showed their skill. He's healthy. He's going to do it. Primo Spears would be a great player to come off the bench, play point. Play. He's a combo guard. I need somebody next to Housen that's going, you know, Archie Ekino always a good basketball player, professional, but he's not the most talented. Let's just be real. When you get on the court, we need impact. And Primo Spears will give you that. Out of all the guards I'm looking at, Primo's a heck of a go-getter. Bomba's a bad boy, and Jace Carter can score. But Primo is something. He's really a go-getter on their court. This is a guy to watch out for. There's three guys uh, on that point. 2023, Brady Dunlap, a shooter, 6'7". Brady Dunlap has three visits between St. John's, Nebraska, and Villanova. Uh, right now, San Diego State and Notre Dame are those teams that are looking to be close, close in their recruiting right now. Um, we'll see what happens. It's good for Villanova to get involved. We'll just see what happens. They're, they're the type of powerhouse program that could take anybody from in, in those regards. You know, St. John's is big. You know, you got Rick Pitino, so he's going to have an influence on his recruiting. St. John's is going to get big time. They're going to get big time players in their five stars. It's going to be big. St. John's is going to be a different team or a, a different program because of Pitino. It's just what happens. Pitino does that any program he goes to. He's just one of those great coaches. But um, these are the guys – Nathan Somerville, another guy. His final seven schools are Rutgers, Seton Hall, Bradley, Xavier, Missouri, Virginia Tech, and Villanova. 
Where do I see this one going? I mean, if you look at the schools, Villanova has a chance. It just depends on the relationships and how strong they are. Villanova is a powerhouse school. And they're 6'10", 240. You know, he's one of the top big men in 2024. You, he could really be a guy that progress. You still got Njoku, who's going to get time, uh, but they don't have nobody at their four. Like, clearly, that's an empty spot. Trey Patterson, will he get his starting spot? Everybody has things to say about him, but he's never really got a chance to really shine, shine. He really, for, for the first time, started getting like at least 10 minutes in there to to wiggle room, to get his feet wet. And he was the type of guy that was nearly a five-star, high, high-level four-star player. This guy was a priority for Villanova. And I think if it was up to, to Jay Wright, he would have got more time last year. He would have got fit into the system. He was trained for a whole other system. Now he got to learn Neptune system. So we'll see if he progresses. Has he evolved? Has he gotten better? Will he start at power forward? This is something to really see. A guy that was recruited, highly recruited. Will he be able to start or he just isn't fitting into that system? Also, um, let's talk about the Hunter Dickinson rumors. I mean, yeah. The reason why I said something about Justin Moore, the big thing that was going through, and these are all through professionals. I don't I don't say I don't say nothing about who tells me. Y'all be bugging them and trying to, I mean, you know what I mean? To emails and inboxes I get about certain people to go in their inboxes or, 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 or what person told you this or can I, can I talk to this person? Can you give me this person's contact? Um, or certain questions that certain, only certain people can answer or certain analysts, professionals that I know personally that can give you the answer. The only thing I give up is when, Stars, when when, when um, prospects come to me and say, man, how can I talk about my stars or my weight is wrong on the profile 247 or my height is wrong or can you can you change, change it for me? I said, that's not my change. Yeah, you have I had my guy. I give him the, the direct guy that can help him. Look, you want to talk about stars and then I ain't the one to talk to. I give him direct numbers on that. So if we're looking at Nova now. Uh, just looking at it, Justin Moore, the rumor was he was going to go to Merlin and join Hunter Dickinson. This is before Hunter Dickinson even said transferring. I had already knew, like, the same thing about Moore jumping in the air to transfer was in the air about Dickinson. And Moore just decided at the last minute, listen, I'm going to Villanova because Moore was thinking about leaving. But he chose his heart is in Villanova. His heart is in Villanova. But he really was thinking about leaving for his last season. You know, he want to get drafted. I told everybody, like, oh, well, Justin Moore is going to leave. And then, you know, even Justin Moore liked, liked some. My guy inside Justin, he leaving. He, he liked the comment. He didn't say nothing. And they probably had all the, the – the, it is great to get fans worked up. It is, it is the most funniest thing ever. I'm sitting there talking about it, and the guy was like something about Justin Moore leaving. And I was like, no, nah, man, that would be stupid as hell for him to leave. I mean, he's, he's not going to get the time. He's not going to get it. He's, he's hurt. He's not going to be able to produce like he should. He didn't even have a whole season. He would have to have a super phenomenal season. Villanova would have had to go to the tournament, and he'd shine in the tournament, and then more would have been gone. But there was no hype. I mean, there's a possibility more would not get drafted. Yes, a, 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 about, about an 80% possibility in this draft, more was not going to get drafted. So he knew that. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> So if we come to the bigger things, the bigger things, um, 
Once again, I told people, I said, he, if he, it's a, it's definitely a possibility he goes. It's any prospect's possibility. Devo Davis, Marcus, all just maintain his eligibility to go and play. Moore ain't said nothing about that. He just, he didn't even go Chester. He didn't even go test the combine. Some people test the combine and they come back. Moore automatically knew I am not on the board. It would just be bad for his 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 whole college basketball career to go now. And this is how you finish it in this poor of a season. I mean, he showed who he was more, but not not enough for the pros. He had good games, but let's be honest, he just didn't show enough. So I thought he was oh well, more is gonna go. He didn't play in the NIT. I knew like, oh, he's he was thinking about leaving. Definitely was thinking about leaving, not playing the NIT. It's crazy how y'all thinking that a person not playing in a basketball game is not relevant. Are you crazy? You playing for your team. You play basketball. Cam knew he was going to the pros. Justin Moore was thinking about either leaving, to going to the pros, or going to another team. That conversation got good when he stayed. It got good. So shout out to Neptune and the staff for talking him out of leaving. Because he was leaving. The big rumor was more than back home to Merlin to play as a duo. It was it was heavy in the air. More transferring. A lot of teams were putting them on the transfer portal list. Do you do, do you understand? <laughs> they were already putting them on there. So that was it was already in the air that he was leaving. Teams were putting him on. There were people putting him top trans before he even said it. So Dickinson's gone. We'll see if Dickinson still goes to Merlin. But right now, the, Merle, the the Villanova factor has popped up. I know y'all like, what about Dixon? No, Dixon would be great and better at power forward. That's his natural position. That's what the NBA is going to draft him for, power forward. So you want to put him there. He can shoot from the three. He'll be he'll 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 have a better he'll be a, he'll be a bigger matchup problem. People trying to guard their strength down low. Then you got to guard him outside. He would be an eighteen point seventeen point a game, eighteen point a game type of guy at that position. Now, Dickerson is a real natural center. It gives them size, something they couldn't mess with with Purdue, something they couldn't mess with with Creighton, something they couldn't mess with with UConn, the size part. So now you get a big guy. If they can get Dickerson, this puts Villanova in another criteria. This puts them as a top 25 team. If they get Hunter Dickerson, they are a top 25 team. Trey Patterson can come off the bench, back up to four. Now you got Njoku backing up Dickinson, and he gets to play next year. Dickinson's going to leave. Dickinson's going to leave after this great year he has. Moore's going to leave. Armstrong's going to leave. He's gone after this year. He's going to be too good. So now we're looking at um, guys in transfer portal. That's the big thing, the transfer portal. Um, they can still get a Carter or a Bamba. And Spears, they can still get those guys. And one of those guys they can get, Brady Dunlap, if they get him, you got Jordan Dumont coming. They need to back up small forward. He's going to get time. Dumont's going to get time to come in there and play. So that's one thing. This, this guy, he's the number one recruit. Only He's the only recruit on that team. He And they don't have no other small forward. So Jordan Longino, I think, will play small forward. I think they got so much confidence in John Gino that putting him at the small forward position would be great with um, if they get Dickinson with um, Eric Dixon, that's big. It wasn't like Villanova wasn't recruiting him before. They were recruiting him before. 
when he was in the high school, out of high school. They've been so the the the, famili the familiar pace with that is that um yeah he's just familiar with the with Villanova going after him. But you put Hunter Dickinson with Justin Moore, their camaraderie, how they were at Dematha, that makes that a whole other team. Then you got Mark Armstrong at point guard, which will make both of them better. And you got Eric Dixon at power. They, now they have a team. Longino could be a super scorer. You unlock Longino. He's a good two-way player. Let him get minutes. Give him the ball. I, I think he could be a problem in the Big East. But we got to see it. But he has all the talent to be something special at small forward. Average about 13 a game. Shoot about 40% from three. 38 to 40%. I think he from three. He's a hell of a player. He can, he can pass three assists, uh, five rebounds. I think that'll be his thing. 13, five, and three. Dixon will score 17, 18. He's just too much of a good score. He knows the Big East. He's a vet. Uh, Justin Moore scored 16, 17 a game. Um, Mark Armstrong scored 15 a game. I think that'll be big for them. I think those will be – I mean, think about it. Hunter Dixon's going to average a double-double, probably 16 and 11. Um, a guy that can hit, you know, he's evolved his game. I really like that team. All those guys can score. Maybe even with, with Dixon coming – the big guy, um, I think Dixon will go down to 15, 15, 15 and 8, 15 and 9. I would love to see him get 10 rebounds, but I got to see it first. But one thing about Dixon, he'll give you 16 and 11, 15 from Dixon, 13 or 11 to 13 points a game from Jordan Longino, uh, 15 to 16 from Justin Moore, and Armstrong 15 to 16. I think this is a real good team right here this, if you get Dickinson. Because now that Moore has returned, I think this is what I think. This is what I think. It's not a. I know I've heard. I haven't heard or went deep on if Dixon's camp or anybody around him say, says that he's going to Villanova or he's strong. I don't know what type of interest. But the one thing's for sure, Moore and Dixon are close. The big thing was them both going to Merlin. And now Moore made the decision to come to Villanova, and he's going to try to lure in. Dickinson. I think it can happen. I really, because nothing better it's like Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown. You know, when you got best friends, he's going to feel good. He has to make the decision himself. This isn't a trade like, you know, happened with A.J. Brown, you know, even though A.J. wanted to come with his friend, no doubt. Great camaraderie. But now Moore is going to be the recruiter. He, It's going to be real big to see if Moore says, Dixon, come over here. Come on, get in it. Which I don't know why Dixon. I ain't when deep why Dixon left at Jawan Howard, and they just got into Murray Burnett at Michigan. They just keep on getting good players over there. But Dixon was a big part of Michigan, man. For him to leave, wow. Now you put him with Villanova. This could be something big. We'll just see what happens. I mean, I think it can, it happens because of Moore is there, and the rumors of Moore and Dixon. Going to Maryland now that Moore's made his decision, he's going to lure Dixon in. I think it's going to happen. Just don't be surprised if Hunter Dickinson becomes a Villanova Wildcat because Moore's there. They are real good friends. They got the chemistry. They'll know each other. That that's going to be a hard team to deal with. Just alone with Hunter Dickinson, just alone, that's going to be a hard team to deal with. And remember, just remember these things. A lot of these guys and transfer portals out here. And, you know, guys that used to be recruited by Villanova, Neptune was in that. Neptune was the number one recruit out of Villanova. 
You look at Jay Wright, but Neptune is that guy. He's a known recruiter. People have had relationships with him on the recruiting circuit. So Dixon was one of those guys who knew who Neptune was when he was being recruited by Villanova. This is going to be interesting to see. If Dickinson joins Villanova, this is a top 25 team. It's not even a question. This changes the whole Villanova outlook. Do I think Villanova gets Brady Dunlap? I don't know. We'll see. Um, as far as the school, they got as good a chance as anybody to just take them. But let's just see if they get Brady Dunlap. Um, that'll be something to see him and, and, and do mine. You look at it, the recruiting, do mine. If nobody did their homework on do mine. And, and Neptune. Neptune's a great recruiter. That's the first thing. When he was at Fordham, he allowed people like Abduti Simbala, who was at Penn State, to transfer. DJ Gordon, who was a highly recruited guy, went to Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, excuse me, not Pittsburgh. Went to Penn State and ended up going to Fordham. Um, he had a lot of guys that transferred. Patrick Kelly, he had a lot of guys that were committed to other teams that ended up st- coming to Fordham. He made people come to Fordham so they could have a 14-game win differential, which was 2-16, and 16, went to 16-16. 16 and 16. So this is Neptune we're talking about. So um, Dumas is going to get that time. I love his all-around ability. I'm real anxious to see him play. I think he'll get time next to backing up Longino. Um It's very interesting to see where Nova's going right now. Let's talk about 2024 class. Kalib Daniels and Jaleel Beth Bethia. Before I even start, Jaleel Bethia, these guys, Jaleel and Kalib will be the first two to commit out this class. I just really think it's on. I think that's it. I think this is the two guys that commit. Kalib is, is, is visited again. I think it's no doubt he commits to Villanova. And then he, what are y'all going to do? Had that same energy when, when y'all looked at the recruiting class and he couldn't get nobody and just to commit. Had the same energy when Khalid Williams, when they have this good 2024 crew class. Had that same energy. Have it. I mean, it's hard, like I said in my post, to come in soon as the season's over. He was at a whole other team. He wasn't an assistant coach. He didn't ever have time to, he didn't get the news. He didn't have time to, to sit in Villanova's campus with Jay Wright, with these players. It's players who did not know him. They knew of him. They did not know his coaching style. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't feel his presence, even though Moore knows him. He still didn't feel his presence all year as an assistant coach, getting used to him. So when he comes in, it's like when Coach K uh, resigned. John came in there, boom, fit like a glove. Fit like a glove, man. Because he was already there. He was already around players. They already knew who he was. They already felt him. They already was ready to play for him. Now, when you come in after being gone a whole year somewhere else, you got George Halkovich, Mike, Mike Nardi, Dwayne Anderson all on your coaching staff. These are the guys that were, you know. And I think Halkovich, man, he left great congratulations to Halkovich. He, he deserves it for Buffalo. But I think Halkovich wanted that, starting, that, that coaching job. Like, dang, I'm sitting here and. You know, I'm next in line, and you just bring Kyle Neptune in out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. I think if how how I'm just you know, I'm just speaking real. If Halkovich would have stayed and been the coach, it would have been a different. I'm just keeping it real. Neptune was a great coach, but this is like Neptune getting somebody to replace him at Fordham. You know why it was easier because it was assistant coach 
coach is already there. When you get an assistant coach to move in, that camaraderie is usually more set because you already had that same field. That's why it's easy for when, like, if a coach goes out and and he's sick or he can't coach the game, you got an assistant coach. They're, they're used to that assistant coach. It's easy. They're used to him. So, um, be unbelievably honest. Yeah, Halkovich, I feel like, man, and he knew he wasn't going to get no coaching job there replacing anybody. So, yeah, Baker Dunleavy at Quinnipiac. Uh, Ashley Howard did a good job. I mean, listen, Ashley Howard did the best he could do at LaSalle. I think he should be a coach somewhere. I think he should come back to Villanova because he also was an unbelievable recruiter. You bring those recruiters in there. Like, Villanova is ready with Ashley Howard as assistant coach. I think that should happen. I think that should happen fast, quick, and in a hurry. Ashley Howard should replace George Halkovich right now to keep that same Villanova atmosphere in there, that same recruiting. The, the, the people that Ashley Howard could bring to Villanova would really, really be – I think their recruiting would turn up unbelievably with – um, because it was Ashley – it was Baker Dunleavy. It was Ashley Howard. It was Kyle Neptune. I mean, them guys were good at being assistant coaches. You see how quick they became coaches. The recruiting circuit knew them. So now we go with the guys in 2024. Marcus Allen, Miami, Missouri, Florida State, all after Marcus Allen. He's another guy. Small forward, 47th in the nation. That could commit to Villanova. He loves Villanova. To say he has the edge, all the teams are the same right now. I mean, but Villanova's right in there. Bryson Tucker, Duke, Michigan State, Indiana are involved. That's going to be a big, uh, if they can try to, right now, I don't think Villanova has, if they had Jay Wright, they had the manpower to knock out Kentucky or Duke. And it was hard then. You know, it was always a dogfight. But now you got Kyle Neptune. Can he win guys over and get them there? You know, um, Tucker's a five-star small forward. We'll see how that goes. Will Tucker, the IMG star small forward, five-star, will he commit? We'll see how that goes. I mean, they were looking at, they always are looking at IMG players. Villanova's always over there. When we come back, we will break down the rest of the 2024 class and see who else, who could be, I say Khalib and Jaleel, but who could be, what they could get a four-man class. Yes, they can. It's two other guys I feel like will be, could very well be on the way to having that edge. And the Wildcats doing this recruiting search like I always do, always talking to analysts. Man, I get all the info, whether it's you got guys out there. If I was to put some names in the dirt that say stuff and they're major guys, oh, man, they, they, they would be pissed. So I'm not going to put stuff out there that certain analysts say. I don't do that. You got you got guys that are small-time analysts, but they're still good. What I mean by small-time, they're just not making as much as the other guys. But these are great analysts. You got guys that are big-time analysts. All of them have been wrong. I'm just one of the ones that's able to put it out there when I'm thinking it or when, or when I get it. And these guys will say something in the, in the circle of analysts, and nobody gets to know that they name said it. It's just funny, man. You just got to call me one of the realest people in this field. But I'm out, y'all. Um commercial I mean and we'll come back and we will talk more about the 2024 recruiting class in 2025 Malik Thomas when I get back 
Philadelphia native, um, VJ Ed- Edgecombe, Zaya Abraham, and Jaden Glover. These are guys, very talented list of recruits. Even like soon as he comes in, he knows how to evaluate talent. Neptune, listen, it was one podcast where I was going at it like he got to coach better because it was that time. Like, come on, man, you got a good team. They got to play better than this. And you saw after that, you know, couple couple games into their podcast, really you saw them more and more click, gel. I mean, Neptune knew it. Well, no, no, I wouldn't tell them that it had to happen. I put my expressions out there because it has to happen. This team is not their record. This team this year was not their record. Even with through injuries, you know, Jay Wright would have had that team winning a 20-24 game season. 22 at least. Because that's the guys he recruited. He already had everything. Think about this. Neptune came in when Jay Wright had already had Slater establishing the offense, already had Dixon, already had uh, Moore establishing, already had Daniels. And, you know, for guys like Daniels, you didn't have Jay Wright to coach you like he did when he brought you in. Guys are not going to know how to use you. Neptune didn't know how to use certain guys. You can see the way Slater and Daniels was playing on the court. He didn't know how to use those guys. Dixon, he got off with his talent, being able to shoot from the outside, inside, and the way he played ball, the team started to come accustomed to that. Now with a second year with Moore, in Neptune's offense, you're going to see something special with Moore. He's going to get down. He's going to have that that getting used to. I mean, when he came in as a freshman, from the first start, Justin Moore was impactful. From the start, I remember talking to Ashley Howard before Justin Moore even committed, and they were recruiting him. The one guy he wanted out there, a whole recruiting class with Moore was Justin Moore. He kept saying, man, I want to get Justin Moore. Actually, how, ooh, I want to get, just kept telling me on the phone, man, listen, I want to get Justin, that's, that's the man I want. I want to get Justin Moore. So this has been, he's one of those guys that Villanova really likes. That's why I said, I put it on a tweet. Once I heard all this speculation going out, we I knew he was thinking about leaving. I was like, man, for, for him transferring, that's a hurt piece. Wow, Justin Moore transferring is a hurt piece. Because the possibility is already out there. I thought it was gone. I thought it was over with. For him to even say, for him to even have that as a possibility of transferring. No matter what anybody hears, if you hear from whatever mouth, and I mean it, whoever mouth, even the people going back on, no, Justin Moore was talking about leaving, ladies and gentlemen. All right, but now he's back. He's back. He is back. And it's going to be something big. Um, who do I think out of all those guys will be the next two to to, to, to be in a Nova Wildcat? Um, I'm going to give it to you like this. They have a lot of small forwards. <laughs> so they let you know they really need that position. Um, 
2024, any of these guys, man, can make this happen. I mean, he has to be, let me tell y'all about, listen, talking to circles, you know, talking and any of these guys would commit. The one guy that's real hard is Boogie Flam because, you know, Duke is really, everybody knows that Duke is a big offer for, for you know, for Boogie. That's a big offer. It's like a dream school for Boogie. So if we're talking Boogie Flan, um, that's huge. Trenton Flowers, there's another guy who liked Duke. But if you're looking at all the guys that he, um, Boogie Flan, you got North Carolina, Alabama, Auburn, um, but man, at his rate, he knows he can get a school to make him come in and play immediately. You know, I'm, what I'm saying is true if it's true because it has to happen. He has to leave. That's just my prediction with my Armstrong, how good he is and with Scout C. I think he's going to have a hell of a season as a sophomore and, and it's going to be time for him to go. But Boogie, if, if that happens, if that happens, Boogie Flam will be right on time. Come right in there and start. So this could this could happen. This could really happen. It's a good thing that we 2024 recruiting class is not yet over because when Mark Armstrong starts playing good, you start knowing if he's going to leave or or not. You you start knowing it. You start knowing it. If, if Neptune sees that happen, that's the thing. Is Neptune going to go hard? Boogie Flan came in for a visit. If Neptune sees that Armstrong is playing so good that it might be over for him to be back, he's going to start recruiting Boogie Flan hard. But if you look at these point guards. If you look at it, Boogie Flan's the only major point guard. The only point guard, Bethia can play point guard, but he's more of a shooting guard. They can pass, all-around shooting guard. Boogie Flan's their point guard. If they see Armstrong is playing good enough to go and they see it, they know it in the air, guess what? Boogie Flan's going to get recruited hard. Because if you look at they're going to talk to him, of course. But Boogie Flan, if you're looking at where he goes, you start looking at the schools. Because everybody, coaches start also looking at your schools that the uh, recruiting targets are going to. Okay, does he have a point guard? Maybe Boogie not going to come to us because of this point guard or this player or, you know, this system. They look at all this because they have to because they have to know who they're going to get. So it made Jay Wright so great at recruiting. He knew and analyzed players and knew which ones was coming would get the best of them. So this is the next thing for it's the next thing. So, um, to me, Sir Muhammad, Sir Muhammad and Isaiah Abraham, you know, Abraham come from their school. You know, um, they've been on them. They've been recruiting them. They've been contacting them. Sir Muhammad, I think those are the two guys, Sir Muhammad and AJ Abraham, um, I mean, Isaiah Abraham. But you look at Jaden Glover. Look at him. I mean, listen, if that doesn't work, they have, listen. And also, Merlin's in a battle. Now Villanova's battling Merlin, teams like that, and Penn State, rather than just battling Kentucky. It's, it's not like it was no more. Kentucky and Villanova, they haven't got, now they're at another tier. They go down in the recruiting battles. And that's who they're going after. They're going after, Villanova's going after that. Guys that, you know, would try to, uh, get recruited by Big East schools or Merlin or Penn State. They're going in-state. They're going DMV. Just notice the guys that they're recruiting are, are, you know, who's the guys that are recruiting them hard too. So I still think Sir Muhammad and VJ Edgecombe and Jaden Glover could be two guys right there. Marcus Allen, 
like all these guys that are on here are not far away from being Neptune has his recruits to where he's not battling for against other guys. Now Malik Thomas, 2025, Dante Allen, also the legacy recruit. I think he joins Villanova. I think he'll be on a steady pace, you know, to join Villanova. I think it's just written in stone unless his recruit turns up to the point where certain franchises, you know, like I said, Kentucky, Villanova are two teams, North Carolina, Kansas. Now they seem to overmatch Villanova right now, recruit. You got to watch those guys. But if he's not battling into them, if he's battling like even Michigan is hard. I mean, we got to see where Neptune has to bang it out the park and have a winning season. He has to have a good recruiting season in 2024 and have a 20-win a, a season. And then, then we're talking about, oh, especially if he wins the division in the Big East. Once he does that, that turns it up a whole notch. He has to win a division and have a good recruiting class. Not a great one, a good recruiting class. They win a division. And then Villanova's back to where they was before. And then after winning the division, they also got to make a good run, get a sweet 16. This gives Villanova leverages over teams like North Carolina, Michigan. Then if they win it, they have to win a couple. If they do another season like that, then win the division, go to the sweet 16 again. Now we're talking about battling Kentucky and Villanova, finishing in the top 15. Now you can start using Villanova, the Jay Wright effect, the Villanova effect during that Jay Wright time to really sell Nova because Nova's a winning program anyway. Once you win, you get back in that criteria. And Villanova was just set off there because of Jay Wright. And all Neptune got to do is prove how good he is in the Big East two straight years. And he can compete with Kentucky and Villanova. What NBA players are coming out? He's also going, don't care. He'll get one and done, let them play one year. That they'll come right in and start. He's different from Jay Wright in that remark. The NIL, he's really going to, it's time. Neptune's going to, he has a program to where he can flex his skills and flex them hard. He's going to be a problem. He is going to be a problem if the, listen, 2024 is already racked up. Just imagine how he gets now, getting all the, Big time players like he's going to get some good players in Villanova. It's going to happen. So who I think once again my last two, Isaiah Abraham, that's my third guy I think committed to Villanova. And um, man, it is a very hard one, but I really feel like I'm stuck on Sir Muhammad. But VJ Edge come, watch out for Marcus Allen. VJ Edge come and Jaden Glover. We'll see what Palmer. Palmer was recruited early with Jacob Theoso. Now you don't hear about Jacob um, in the recruiting circle with Villanova. <clears throat> right now, I'm going to ask more about him. Malachi Palmer, I'm going to ask more about him. Talk to Dwayne Anderson more about what he thinks about this recruiting class again. That's my guy, Dwayne Anderson. Uh, just to ask him what he thinks about the offers and these players. Just want to know how he feels about them. Um, it was one time Villanova, I, I, I put out that Villanova was after a foreign player, you know, to try to get him. And I didn't disclose the name because, you know, coaches didn't want me to expose the name. So I did, um, but it was a guy that uh, Villanova was after that another coach came in and he didn't, you know, Neptune didn't agree with going after him. That's all it was. He brought him in for workout. So one coach missed the workout to go see him. Um, Pro season, he was a foreign guy. Pro scouts were also out there. I won't say his name because now it's not 
even mattering, but he was a foreign guy that could ball. And he didn't ball enough to the, the top coach, Neptune. So they didn't go after him. We will definitely see how this goes. Uh, that's who I think it'll be. Sermon Isaiah Abraham, and um, Caleb Williams, and Jaleel Beffield. I think those are your four. But man, it could be Marcus Allen too. What if they can get Bryson Tucker? This is going to be it's going to be interesting to see. This is it's going to be interesting to see what Villanova does. They get they start off by getting Lathan Somerville to to roll with the class because now people you know I know people are like what about Lathan Somerville? That is a big question. I, I gotta go. I gotta think about that. That that's Lathan Somerville. If he starts, you got Lathan Somerville. I think he can win this one. I think he can definitely um be that guy. Rutgers and Xavier are big in some cases. Right now, but you see, it's a lot of teams that were, you know, Villanova snuck right in that that seven. Nova's gonna go hard at them. Right now, you you just gotta stick with Xavier, um, and Rutgers on on this situation. But Nova can go right in there. Let's just see how hard they go at them. Let's just see the visits. Let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens, man. I just don't. I don't know. We'll see how I go. I'm not saying all Villanova has to do is show. Right now, I'm looking at anything's a go. Everybody's on the same level, really, same page. That that Rutgers recruiting them harder than Xavier has, but everybody's on the same page. And that seven, even Bradley gets a lot of love. Ain't that crazy? Bradley gets love with, with Villanova. Villanova, if it had Jay Wright, Dayton Somerville would have been committed. It, it would have been done. But now you just got to see what Neptune's about. And, and the thing is, Neptune's a a real good coach and a great recruiter and people love his personality. They love it. Players love it. They love how he coaches, how hard he coaches. If I have to come to the the final part, then you might have to go with Isaiah Abraham and Leighton Somerville because I think it's going to be a four-man class. No question. If Somerville, I'm just making a push. I ain't heard nothing. Everything's the same, just like I said, but I'm thinking Villanova turns it up when they know that they're on the final seven. They're going to try to get Somerville. And I think now if I go back, Isaiah Abraham and Lathan Somerville could be the two guys they get. Getting Caleb Williams, Jaleel Bethia, Lathan Somerville, and Isaiah Abraham. That's where I'm going to go with. I'm going to have to go with that one right now, those four. And that's where it is right now. Standing pack, I think that's the four. They'll get some um, transfers. Coming in, who do I think they'll get? Who I think they have a good chance to get? I think um, Primo Spears might be that guy. Primo Spears might be the one guy to transfer portal. Villanova gets. They they recognize him from the Big East. He's played against them. He could be on this team out of any transfer. Primo Spears. So listen, I'm out, y'all. This is Follow Leader Podcast, man. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. I'm out of here, y'all. Follow the leader.